Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 84 of the Art Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us ECW's back. ECW's back because it is time for ECW One Night Stand 2005. As always, I am Dave and as always, joining me is Big Sexy. Are you ready to go to the extreme? You had the rise and fall of ECW, which sold leaps and bounds above what they ever expected yeah. to the point where Vince was like, hmm, quite a bit of interest in ECW, I see. And then, obviously, the story is Rob Van Damme's come to him with the idea of the reunion show. And, and here we are. Here we are. Now, we try to do, do like our, every now and again, if we can get all the DVD, we try one of us to watch the DVD, one of us to watch the network. Now, Mike has the DVD of ECW. But it's the DVD after we read all the changes that's on the network. Yeah. So none of us had Enter Sandman. <laughs> we had that shitty, weird fucking music uh, with Sandman when he makes his entrance. And everyone in the crowd singing along. Yeah, like they, from the original, I think they changed the Dudley's theme, Tommy Dreamer's all theme. All the themes yeah, were dubbed. Didn't sound right. Yeah. Ray's, Eddie's, Ben was. Yeah, it was, it, it just, it took away, it took away the magic, um, especially when it came to Sandman's entrance. Yeah. Because I said, you had the crowd singing along to something that, what were they singing along to? It did, from someone that didn't know, and if you're watching that for your first time. And it would dub the crowd as well. Yeah, it was very confusing. Um, but yeah, and what I love though about is this pay-per-view that it was only supposed to be a one-off gig. So I mean they weren't it weren't anything we're gonna come off the back of this, but because of how successful it was, we got one next year that fronted the rebirth of a brand. Yeah. Like imagine if this would have been what they wanted to do with WCW and launch it as its own brand and imagine if December dismember even da, 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 was successful was good yeah it was good <laughs> ECW could have oh, lived and we have to they, review that soon. for me with ECW they made the mistake by once they took it away from the Hammerstein ballroom and what it was like they could have moved it back to the original ECW arena yeah I mean I made it gritty and dirty and they didn't eventually well, they, it they eventually just, did with the NXT yeah um, because like we said before in the last episode it had a cult following and that cult following would have stayed with that tiny little cult following and been perfect but what they did do eventually was just it became a fancy main event. So I mean, yeah. it was WWE. It was on the SmackDown. Yeah, it was fucking bullshit. With its own champion. Bullshit. Yeah, but yeah, as we said, um, I watched it on the network, and Mike watched it on the DVD, even though it was practically the same thing. Yeah. Um, the uh, on the network, it had a runtime of two hours thirty-two minutes and thirty-eight seconds on the DVD. Two hours thirty-four minutes and twenty-two seconds. Oh, I wonder what you get. I wonder what you get. If you if I miss what you get, you jump in and tell me. Um, buy rates, uh, the show did 325,000 buys, um, which is not humongously massive in WWE, but if you go on to recent times with your B shows, it whoops all them. Do you know mm. what I mean? We're not talking main numbers, but we're talking, like I said, big enough numbers to for Vince to think, hmm, I'll do this again next year. But I won't just do it again. I'll actually use it as the first show of the new ECW when I've relaunched the brand. So he saw, he saw potential in this. He saw money in it. He saw potential. Um, so it is ECW One Night Stand. We're at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York, New York. It's the 12th of June, 2005. The crowd, amazing. From start to finish, amazing. ECW crowd, 
I applaud you. Mm. Everything, I, I, like I said, I love that it was at the Hammerstein Ballroom because it, it was, if you weren't going to use the original ECW arena, use this. Yeah. And I liked how the fact that when Paul Heyman said on SmackDown to Vince that you may own ECW, but I control ECW. So I can, and this is exactly Paul Heyman produced yeah. ECW. It was brilliant. Like, and the crowd, they were so hyped. You got your, your original ECW fans were there. Do you know what I mean? This is where it happened, was in New York. They are, mate. They're, from start to finish, I adored the fans. Like, when I was, was watching it on the network... Yeah. Um, when I was watching it on the network, I was trying to remember back when I watched it for the first time on the live on a VHS fucking copy yeah. of it. Do you know what I mean? And even then, the crowd is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, we get the classic ECW opening theme song video package. Our announcers for this evening are Joey Styles, and he's in the ring. He's brilliant. He's like, he's welling up. He's, oh, my God! And the crowd pop. And he welcomes his co-commentator tonight. is Mick Foley. And, mate, we spoke about this earlier. I adored Mick Foley. It was, it was like, like a, a Legends of Wrestling, Mick. Heroes of Wrestling convention, Mick Foley. He didn't give a fuck. He was just saying whatever. Joey Styles was there for kind of like a job interview. <laughs> Like um a bit later with uh Jericho and Lance Storm, as he mentioned the impact players. And again, like Joey Styles is quick to correct him about something uh, way back in when in Japan, which is hence why they were called this and called that, and Mick was like, Ah well, I'm <laughs> trying. <laughs> and speaking of Jericho and Lance Storm, it is our opening contest. Because they're not being fed lines. Yes. Uh Chris Jericho versus Lance Storm with Dawn Marie. Um, Jericho is billed as the Lionheart. Um, the announcers talk about how this might be Lance Storm's last ever match. Which, is it? I don't think it is. I, f I don't feel like Lance Storm's done yet. I still feel like yeah, we sure see him again. I, don't, I couldn't tell you when, but I feel like we do. Probably heat match or somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Um, the match, uh, the map wrestle at the start, then come up to a kind of fucking one of them uh, Rob Van Dam Jerry Olympiacians yeah. that calls against the crowd to go, yeah! Um, Jericho charges in Jericho uh, Lance Storm avoids it hits a nice drop kick and then a baseball slide takes Storm to the floor uh, Jericho jumps at him Storm moves out of the way Jericho hits the guardrail um, great drop kick from Storm to the two drop, mm. you know, Lance Storm I've always said he's, he's boring as shit on the mic but in the ring so underrated so underrated when you talk about people at the top top like Lance Storm in 1999 2000 WCW when you had 55 belt. belt. <laughs> yeah. world title. Fucking brilliant. Uh, it was always the Canadian hardcore title. Yeah. Um, was it, yeah, Canadian, and then he, the Canadian title, which was the United States title, and, like, the Canadian middleweight belt, which was fucking... The Canadian the, hardcore yeah, title. Yeah, and the Canadian hardcore title, yeah, the cruiserweight title or whatever. It's fucking brilliant. Um, we've got some great spots. Like, we've got a whip into a corner, Storm. Um, it jumps to the top feet first, just leaps up. And fucking flies off, and then Jericho drops him into the bar, into the back. It was fucking brilliant, and the fans. That I think that was the first holy shit of yeah. the evening. Um, a great bridging tiger, tiger suplex. They've got a two count. Cradle pile driver. That's counted by Jericho. Storm comes back. Super kick for another two count. Um, this is where it starts. Yeah. Finish of the match. Um, Lion salt countered with the knees to Storm. Uh, Walls Jericho. Storm taps, but then Jason Knight and Just Incredible come in. Uh, Jericho drills him, but then he rolls up Storm. He kicks out, throws Jericho to the ropes. Credible cracks him with a kendo stick. Storm covers, and just after seven minutes, Lance Storm gets the victory in what could potentially if we thought who knows his last match. Dormarie's up on the apron. Lance Storm is tapping. Jason Knight. And that's Jason and Justin Credible. The sexiest man I've 
itching, I'm itching. I'm allergic to Jason. Here we go, the roll-up. Two, no. the Lance Storm before the match. I said it's an honor to be here for what could be your last match. I don't know if I feel that same way. That's not the way you win. Certainly. You're a decent match. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Solid way to start. Solid way to start. Um, And also, um, I forgot to mention at the start of the pay-per-view, on the DVD, uh, there is added commentary, bonus commentary. Uh, Now, I've never watched this myself, uh, but it's commentary, if I'm right, it's JBL. Uh, So JBL's mic'd up. And I know this because the um, OSW boys did a cracking review of this pay-per-view and they covered the JBL part and JBL just fucking is mic'd up all night and he just drinks and drinks and drinks all night and his comments get better and better and better throughout the night. You need to, if you've not got the DVD, I'm sure that it's all be online as well. If not, go and check out OSW's review of this pay-per-view because JBL's comments on this entire pay-per-view are fantastic. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, what did you make to our first match and how many extreme mavens? Uh I give it a fair two and a half. I, I give it a... a it, it was good. It was, it was a great opener. I give it a three. A solid start. Solid start to the evening. I guess Jericho got to put the bigger ECW name over. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, Jericho is the... Well, the thing is, Jericho, he'll happily lose to any come morning. He's not yeah. asked. He's not asked. He's always been like, he'll lose to anybody. And, um, I think Lance Storm... Was he a bigger guy in ECW than Jericho? Maybe so, for longevity-wise. Yeah. But Jericho wasn't around for that long before he went to WCW. Yeah. yeah. Really, really a star in ECW. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and this was the, one of the first times in the night where Styles was correcting uh, Mick Foley because they mentioned about how the, the impact players and how they were the thrill seekers and all this. And Styles is like, no, actually, Mick, I think you'll find it with this because of Japan and this. And that's why they became the impact players. Proper fucking shut up. <laughs> Shut <Nerd>. up! <laughs> I'm the nerd here. I'm Mr. ECW, Mr. Jack. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great way, to, great way to start off the show. Um, the announcer then, the camera pans to top at one of the balconies and the Hammerstein ballroom that's empty, waiting for our WWE Crusaders VIPs, led by Eric Bischoff. I know why I'm giving lovely seats. Um, and then we go backstage to the pitbull Gary Wolf, and he wants us to remember some ECW guys that have passed away. Uh, we get a video package that shows Rocco Rock, Terry Gordy, um, Crash Holly, the original Sheik, Mike Lazansky, Pitbull Anthony Durant, Chris Candido, and it's one of them where if you go on 10 years from then, how many fucking lords you could add. It's sad, it's so sad. Like, I remember reading an article years ago on how many wrestlers had died under 40, and my God, that list was long. Yeah. My God, that list was long. Too many. Yeah, I know we laugh and joke about uh, drugs, we need more steroids in wrestling because we need more beef. Uh, but in all seriousness, like in 50 years' time, hopefully, like your Seth Rollins is of the world, maybe not 50, maybe like 30, 40, your Seth Rollins is of the world, Roman Reigns is, will all still be alive because yeah. they're not pumping their bodies full of all these drugs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's one of them. Um, up next, one of my matches of the night. It's a freeway dance to Jerry Super Crazy and Little Guido, or otherwise known as Nunzio to Velocity fans. Um, it's brilliant because a freeway dance is, a, is different oh, to a WWE. It's a concept. It's elimination. 
So once the first man goes, we've got a straight one on one. So you can never have that bullshit. Oh, I didn't get pinned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Someone, the two people have got to lose in this match. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's uh, always definitely one definite way. Yeah. Uh, Tajiri, he comes out first. He's accompanied by Sinister Minister and Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, Guido, he's accompanied by JT Smith, Big Guido, Tom, Tony Mamaluke, Tracy Smothers, otherwise known as the full-blooded Italians. The proper. Uh, I've got issue here because, like... Where's this, Chuck? This, no, there's no... Well, A, where's Chuck? <laughs> and where's Johnny the Bull? But, B... I feel like we've not had many Italian people in this uh, full-blooded Italian fucking group. Tracy Smothers. <laughs> That's Italian and me. <laughs> um, super crazy, though. He comes out on his own and the commentators put over how well he's not got no backup. But, um, yeah, they're not Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go through the rules. It's elimination style. If you get pinned, you're out. It's a one-on-one -on -one match. Um, Guido, he goes after Crazy to start and Tajiri does and he tosses Guido. Uh, crazy with a backbreaker on Tajiri. Uh, crazy with um, it's weird look for me. Super crazy. Like he had right long scraggly hair and it helped with him. Like over until Guerrero, so like that yeah. sort of scraggly hair when they were moving around. And now he's got right short hair. Like when Psychosis a bit later. Not yeah. only does he take mask off, he's fucking got short hair and all. I don't like it. <laughs> they, they're not the same. <laughs> not, not a fan. Um, Crazy climbs up the balcony and comes off with a beautiful moonsault onto Guido and the FBI. I thought, that's ECW for that's me, e shit like that. That's where you get ECW. Yeah, man. Uh, Tajiri comes back in, hits the tarantula on the ropes, but somehow lets go in a match that, can you get disqualified? Because I feel like you can't because it's A, it's ECW, and yeah. B, it's ECW. So why let go? Why not just do it until he passes out and then pin him? Um, or until someone, the other guy breaks up. Yeah, don't just break up yourself. Maybe because it does make Tajiri quite dizzy. I imagine he's upside down, a right? weird position yeah jumping up and down like um crazy he gets tripped up by the fbi big guido picks the jury up and he, and he missed guido uh, smothers goes in he eats a kick whipwreck though he comes in with a big slam move off the top and then guido is eliminated so we're down to super crazy versus tadges uh springboard moonsault by crazy gets a two powerbomb by crazy counted into a big spinning ddt gets a two uh, crazy with a reverse to a Samoan drop and then hits a moonsault on Tadger's. Goes for another, but Whipwreck knocks him off the ropes. The finish, Taj, he goes for the kick, it's avoided. Crazy with a big power bomb up to the top with a moonsault. And after just over six minutes, your winner is super crazy. Crazy now plants a roundhouse right hand to Jerry now, grabbing both legs with a double leg takedown. Crazy plants him. Going all the way up top this time. And he nails it. He nailed the moonsault. Two and he got it. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner of the match, the insane luchador, Super Crazy. Super Crazy gets the nuke in the international three-way dance. Who the fuck needed backup in the first place? Yeah, he did it. The moon, that moonsault off the balcony. That's brilliant. It's brilliant. And the thing is, like, Tadgers and Crazy, they've had matches throughout years and years, so their chemistry they is know there. So well. Obviously, Whipwreck's involved and he knows them all so well. With all these interview guys, you know what I mean? It was a very small roster at their prime. Yeah. 
And so a lot of people wrestled each other a lot. A lot of the time. Yeah, and it, but it shows with the chemistry with some of these guys. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, three stars, three, three out of five mavens once more. It's fucking brilliant. Um, we then see a video package showcasing some memorable ECW angles. We see Shane Douglas uh, throwing away the NWA title, uh, Dreamer paying his dues, um, the moment with um, the chairs all get thrown to the ring, we get Funk getting branded with an iron. So many iconic moments if you think of ECW. So many. So Dreaming many. Dreaming in six over and over again. Yeah. And I love how this is being played into the arena as well because we come back and we're having wild ECW chants. Do you know what I mean? The nostalgia is running wild, brother. Eastern Championship Wrestling began a new era. Wrestling returned to this country. Then you marry one. Terry Funk is tying a rope to the ankle. Oh my, they just hung Flyboy Rocco Rock from the angle desk. You won't see this anywhere else. We have met the most animalistic wrestler in the history of this sport. We have met Jack They then show the empty seats again in the balcony, saying the WWE reps are supposed to be showing up, but where are they? Will they come? No one's here yet. Um, They're checking it out. <laughs> yeah. And then what I spoke about earlier, up next, it is Rey Mysterio Jr. versus Psychosis. Now, these two guys, according to Joey Styles, have wrestled over 500 times. But this wasn't my psychosis, because the second he pulled that mask off, man, oh, the guy's checkers. ugly. Manny's got short hair, and that is not psychosis. Um, but yeah, this for me was one I was very much looking forward to. I remember back in the day mm. because these two guys, like I said, they wrestled. I remember these wrestling in WCW. Never mind, like I said I didn't really watch ECW back then, but I remember these wrestling in WCW multiple times. Multiple times. That's where most of the 500 comes from. Yeah. 
Um, to the match, the map wrestle early on, psychosis with an arm drag out the corner. Um, we get a lock up, Mysterio onto his shoulders, rolls through with a victory roll. It, we're getting applause from the crowd, they're loving it. It's Lucha Libre at his finest. Um, Ray goes for a splash, psychosis though catches him, plants him face first onto the mat. Uh, Mysterio comes off with a moonsault off the top and gets a two and then that's where the crowd are chanting put the mask on to Zagos <laughs> poor fucker well, um, it, you know, it does look like he's stereotypical his mid 40 year old yes. yeah um, but we then we get a weird psychosis because he slows it down we get sleeper holds what the crowd are booing the shit out of and it's like this isn't, this isn't psychosis this isn't Lucha Libre what the fuck's going on um, he you whips just me. put your mask back on and do the flips yeah he throws Ray to the floor, uh, Psychosis whips him into the railing, suplexes on him. Uh, with Ray draped over the railing, though, Psychosis hits a leg drop off the top, and that gets a fucking pop from crowd. They like that one. They're not shouting, put your mask back on now. Nah. It was lovely. It was a, a psycho yeah, guillotine. Psychosis then charges, but Ray moves, and he goes shoulder first into the post. Uh, the finish comes. Psychosis is in the front row. Mysterio comes off with a massive sense on the fucking crowd. Love that moment. Um, we get a drop kick to the back. Six one nine West Coast pop booze because you shitty little WWE moves. But yeah. it gets Ray the victory in just over six minutes. My God, these matches are quick. And your winner, Booyaka Booyaka, Ray Mysterio. Psychosis' well-being either. Springboard drop kick of the small of the back, and here we go. He's dialing it up. 619. And he's got three minutes on nights and weekends. What did you make? Amity Mavens, spoiler alert, three. Yeah, three. <laughs> Brilliant. It was a great Brilliant. match. Uh, well, like I said, I honestly, think... Honestly, it would be nice to see Ray when we just a normal Hurricane Rana. Yeah, or something that he used back you in the day. Yeah, not not his, But he's got to get his WWE moves in, I mean, it's what sells merch. So it's what sells the Ravens to a gimmick. Yeah. So in them 619 t-shirts, what sell themselves, brother. Uh, we know it was a great match. I think it was a different dynamic of psychosis because, like I said, it, it was this slower version of what it once was. But that didn't take away. We still got a lot of Lucha Libre stuff in there and uh, race his his leg drop with rail the guardrail and then race sent on with him in the in the crowd. They're the moments you remember them sort of moves. Yeah, fantastic, brilliant. That girl team leg drops, great spot. Here they are. Angle and Jamie Allen friends. Yes, everyone comes through the crowd to their seats on the balcony. and They're holding tickets to say that they've paid for their seats. Now, I'm not having it. This pay-per-view went on sale ages ago. Then balcony seats would have been snapped up straight away. They'd be moving Telling you, straight away. Man, I'm not having it. Not having it. They only announced they were coming over a week. These tickets have been on sale for ages. They wouldn't have been available. They would have had to sit right up at fucking bleachers. Yeah, nope. Um, I, I kind of love though how we run about this weren't we earlier I like how 
they did incorporate the Raw and SmackDown guys into this because yeah. we we didn't just have a nostalgia show. We had a little bit of an angle developing within it as well. And it allowed when guys like Rob Van Dam and Paul Heyman with the promos, it allowed them not just to say ECW is amazing, but I've got somewhere else to throw in the promo as well. Yeah. I think it was a great element. Great element. Can't wait for Phoebe's promo. Um, we get, then get more video highlights, including Steve Austin, Jerry Lawler's little brief run. Benoit dropping this everyone is it? Tommy Dreamer pal driving his wife <laughs> and, and then beating Raven. Uh, we get some Taz moments uh, when he's making Shane Douglas tap when he wins the belt. Um, we go back live to the balcony and Joel Gertner interviews the SmackDown Crusaders. Um, now, do you know much about Joel Gertner? Because I know a little. And the little that Don't I know mean. is they used to do these rhymes about fucking cum and shagging and shit like that. I'll, I'll splice one. I'll find one. I'll splice it. Just he was a weirdo, was old Joe, Joe Gurner, a weirdo. Um, Angle he grabs the mic from him though, and JBL shoves him down and kicks him out of the balcony. Angle tells Gurner to get out. He calls ECW fans the lowest form of scum walking the earth, uh, saying they suck and they chant, "You suck dick." And then Angle with his famous line of "Your mother taught Show me how. how." So that's yeah, I do suck dick, but your mum showed me how to do it. <laughs> well, you know, he's a oh, man who response. likes to play with boys. <laughs> Well, there is that. Angle talks about how he walked out on ECW before calling the people morons. He says no one will stop them from their mission so they can kiss his ass. There's a massive asshole chant as JBL is about to talk. Uh, JBL says if his name is on the MSG marquee, it sells out. Because JBL makes fun of the fans and they start to shut the fuck up. Like, the crowd, the, the rest of the crowd. Fair play to JBL and everybody else that was on mic because they have a go. Because the fans, they are not bothered. They'll tell you to fuck off. Um, JBL always says he's above that and he's better than them and he's a wrestling god. Nobody in the ring will make it to his level and that pisses the fans off. Um, I just fucking loved how, like I said, where, where you've got the two ultimate mic workers as heels in Kurt Angle and JBL who will happily stand there and take all the dog's abuse from the fans yeah. and not let it phase them in the slightest and still deliver brutal insults to each and every one of the ECW faithful. It's fantastic. Because you could be ECW. Every one of you, you, fat boy, you could be ECW. You, your fat ass in a blue shirt, could be ECW. All you gotta do, go to the ring, mutilate your body, cane your head, bust yourself open, that's ECW. Me being here reminds you of this. I am above that. I am. I am, listen to me, I am a wrestling god. You can do your little chants, 
You can root for your people, but understand this. Nobody in that ring, nobody will ever make it to my level. Nobody. So get your little chance. Get your little loser buddies. Go on the internet and tell them all that the guy who sold out arenas all over the world said that. The only chance, the only chance this pay-per-view succeeds is because I, JBL, am here. We will sell pay-per-views because I am here, not because of this crap in the ring. You cannot beat me and that pisses you sons of bitches off. Um, one of a kind hits as Rob Van Dam along with Bill Alfonso, Alfonso even comes out. Uh, Ovid is in a knee brace. Um, he's suffered uh, an ACL injury. Uh, JBL's yelling at him during his entrance, but he's not listening. And JBL's microphone is off at point. Like there is points where you do hear JBL, but obviously his microphone, like everything is recorded on the slide for the, for the DVD version. Um, RVD, he stares up to the SmackDown guys, saying this show has nothing to do with WWE. Tonight will be a big pay-per-view because they're sick and tired of people like JBL, JBL being shoved down their throats when they watch all the wrestling. That oh, I said that terribly. RVD looks up the SmackDown guys, saying the show has nothing to do with WWE. Tonight will be a big pay-per-view because they are sick and tired of people like JBL being shoved down their throats when they watch wrestling. We get a massive ECW chant. Fucking, these fans. RVD says JBL deserves no credit for the success of this show. He says no creative geniuses are writing his script tonight. He's going to take us back to a time when his vocab was more than cool. And um, we get a... Like, that's a little underhanded. You should have probably said that, RBD. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it is, he's right. It's cool and dude and yeah, man. And it's, he's not yeah. he's not allowed to do a promo with Rob Van Damme these days. And he wasn't for a long time as well. Um, it was nice to hear him speak, actually speak. Yeah, definitely. Um, he asked Fonzie how long he's defended the TV title. It was a year and 11 months, including the seconds of it as well. It was, it was fucking brilliant. He says it was the best time of his career, saying that's how you showcase RVD, which is another yeah. boat to WWE. He says that's why he went to Vince to do a pay-per-view. He said it would be huge if they did it. He said they don't even need storylines, just one night, let us show you what we can do. And a massive ECW champ breaks out as Rob Van Damme's getting all emotional. I bet deep down inside he's gutted that he can't perform yeah. on this show. Oh, of course Absolutely he gutted. Um, he says he's he hurt. was ECW. Oh, of course he was. Uh, he says he was hurt with a torn ACL and a torn meniscus and missing this is worse than missing WrestleMania, the tour of Japan and Booker T's wedding. Um, and out of nowhere, boom, go, man beast. Rhino takes him clean out. Um, the lights go out though, but then here's the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal... Death-defying Sabu. Sabu. Um, and we, all of a sudden, impromptu match, Sabu versus Rhino. Uh, we get your usual Sabu stuff. Yeah, uh, out of nowhere. Yeah, so Sabu stuff. He jumps off things and he jumps off chairs onto ropes and does leg drops and stuff. With chairs. Yeah, through tables. Um, very short match, uh, but a lot of that interference. Sabu gets the victory after uh, RVD helps out and he um, he runs into the ring and does his van terminator, is it? Or dominator, one of the two, where it's the chair into the face in the corner. Yeah, um, Yeah, we get the Arabian Skull Crusher, which is a great finish, yeah. But you can see why Sabu's fucked. Yeah. Uh, and your winner of You're this doing imp- that in the chair every night. Yeah. Your winner of this impromptu match after six minutes is Sabu.
night. As much as anybody, it's not just his night. It's his dream, and he'll see it through to its conclusion. I'm just worried about my friend's knee, quite frankly. Ooh. And he just skateboarded the steel chair right to the face of Ryder. I got your X Games right here. Fuzzy, get the tables. With all apologies to the Dudleys, you're watching the man who mastered the tables, the man who brought them to America, the man who popularized them, perfected them, Sabu, going to the top. And this does not bode well for the man beast, Rhino. Rhino is in the best physical condition I have ever seen him in, but right now, Nostalgia, ECW, yeah. worst bit for me on the card because are we classifying it as a match? Because I think we are. I'm giving it 2.5. Well, you know, already just said we don't need storylines, just let us do what we do. Yes, that's why it was just a, just a match that happened. That's very true. Rhino just wanted some and he got some, but yeah, for me, it was it's like I'm my book, I'll leave a book. Yeah, as much as I loved ECW back in the day. Sabu never really got me, and I think a lot same. of yeah, it was it was the same thing. He needed a chair to jump off the top rope to leg drop you through a table. Yeah. That's on the move. I can tell you, Sabu did really. He did a lot of leg drops. Moon salt. <laughs> yeah, moon salts onto barbed wire. It was nuts. He, he fit his nickname, hands down, fit his nickname. But yeah, it was never really Sabu for me. Sandman, RVD, Terry Funk. I was Shane Douglas. Yeah. And then just incredible a bit later, Rhino, Raven. Raven. Yeah. Taz. Yeah, he never for me. Sabu never yeah, Sabu's an ECW legend. Of course he is. So I mean he's a mainstay there, but never for me was Sabu. Never for me. Um we go backstage, Al Snow's with head and he reminisces about the past, saying this is about ECW, not some SmackDown assholes. Uh, we then get video packages of ECW's history. Um it's one of them where they could sit you could up have well, they did really, didn't they? The rise and fall of ECW. They showed yeah. every major moment, but you could fill a three-hour pay-per-view just with ECW clips because they had that many, like when Bam Bam Bigelow and Taz fall through the, the stage. Um, mm. There's so many fucking iconic moments in ECW. It's well, so many, they could have had so many with the matches. Yeah, and it's mad to think of how little they were around for. Like the, the original, obviously, the Eastern Championship wrestling for years, but then actually as ECW were like 96... 97, 96, 97, 95, nice. five maybe. 95, I think. Yeah, but then by 2001, <coughs> they're out of business. WCW have ran for 20, 30 years under different names. WB ran for 20, 30 years before with the current time period we're on. Maybe a bit longer mm. under different names. ECW were around for five years, six years. And look at the impact. Do you know what I mean? It's mad. It's absolutely mad. Uh, we see the anti-ECW cast... Uh, they come on, led by Eric Bischoff. We've got some stars here. We've, we've got the Bellends, Maven, Snitsky, the coach. Christian Edge, and Tonko. Christian and Tonko. <laughs> so, Survivor Series team at its finest. Um, Styles, though, he makes a joke about not bringing his wife because Edge has a history of um, my hardies. Um, then they, they rip into Bischoff talking about some of his attempts in the past where he tried to kill ECW and then he goes <laughs> Styles goes oh look there's Coach now I'm scared <laughs> it's a fucking great line
put under a young upstart group like this that ran on very little money, just pride and emotion. Eric Bischoff pronounced ECW dead before our face. Our first pay-per-view barely legal. And now he says he's gonna he's gonna finally kill us tonight. He couldn't stop us then, he can't stop us now. He has been on an anti-ECW train and without a fight, not without a fight, is anyone stopping ECW? Every single one of them. And if we're gonna go down, Joey, we'll go down in a blaze of glory. Oh look, there's coach. Now I'm scared. Great line. Um, they see it on the balcony next to the SmackDown Hills, and how do you know who's on Raw, Mike? Because they've got red shirts. How do you know who's on SmackDown? They've Mike? got blue shirts. Yeah, Apart from JV, who's got a white shirt? They just wear their own merch. No, we've we've come coloured up, coloured up. Um, and our next match, which was a weird old affair, it is Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero. Two guys that know each other more than the vast majority of any wrestlers that know each other on this roster. Um, but yeah. How did we get here, Mike? <laughs> well, we found out for years, and <laughs> we found out on Thursday they were fighting tonight again. <laughs> it would have been nice for him to use Benoit because I think I remember on the original uh, pay per view they both had their WWE music. It would have been nice for them to have gone back and got the reason. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But they were still doing the uh, current two thousand five gimmicks yeah it, well that's the thing you've got a lot of WWE wrestlers wrestling on an ECW show Jericho was the only one who was in his old gimmick yeah but he still came out to, to break the walls down. down of course of course um, Styles mentions Heyman wanted to promote this match in ECW but they never had it in ECW and Heyman said they knew they'd both be world champions in the future and he was right bang right um, they lock up uh, stalemate in the corner um, we get a massive edge you fucked Lita um, I don't know why we've got Eddie versus Benoit, yeah. but we're having edge chance. So focus on the match. You've got two, but I suppose to ECW faithful, a one-on-one -on -one wrestling match between Eddie Guerrero and Benoit, as fantastic as it could potentially be, it's, it's not, not their ECW. cup of tea, is it? It's not what they want. They want violence and they want boobs. And if they're not getting that, there's a chance they could shit on it, even though two guys as good as Benoit and Guerrero at this time. First time ever in ECW rules. Chris Benoit versus Eddie Guerrero. They know each other very well. They have wrestled one another over 200 times in the United States, in Canada, in Japan. It's fucking nuts. Um, we get a um, Guerrero with a chin lock and the crowd goes, let's go Benoit, let's go Eddie. Um, the Benoit fights back, back suplex. Uh, Eddie Guerrero's cut his nose. He bails out to the outside and he's like holding himself, getting a breather. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Benoit goes flying through the ropes to the floor. Um, Eddie with a chair to the back. Um, we're about six minutes in and I'm thinking, well, well, this match is nowhere near the end. So it's beating the record for matches tonight because every match has been about six minutes for her. Yeah. We're on the ring apron, um, Eddie goes up with him and it's a really stiff suplex off the top. Uh, we go back up, Guerrero misses the frog splash, Benoit rolls out the way, Benoit then chops the fuck out of Eddie. I think this is more of a wake up Eddie. Eddie, where the fuck are you? Eddie, come on, it's a match. Um, Eddie fires back with chops so of his own. Yeah. Uh, Benoit clotheslines him down, then it's a bridging Northern Light suplex for a two. Benoit to the top, um, he hits his own suplex as Style says payback is a bitch. And that gets a two. German suplex Benoit, then another and a third, and a big release on the third one. Signals for the headbutt, up to the top, headbutt hits on the shoulder, that gets a two. That surprised me, I thought that was the game over mm -hmm. then. Um, they fight on a bit more, Guerrero with a near fall attempt with a roll up gets a two. Um, the finish, 
Then while counters a pinfall attempt with a cross face onto Guerrero, Eddie doesn't even attempt to fight out of it and just yeah. tapped after just, just over 10 minutes. He was like, I just want to go home. Yeah. Flexes and the suicide headbutt. And now, near fall attempt. Nicely done by Eddie Guerrero. And here we go. Chris Benoit's looking for the crippler crossface. He is looking That's for the crippler crossface. He's got it. He's got it. Wrenching back on the head of Eddie Guerrero. He's got the weight on trap. Nowhere for Guerrero to go. Will he tap? It's hooked in, and as you said, there does not appear to be an escape plan for Eddie Guerrero. He's a long way from those ropes. Your, your choice is to tap or have your neck broken. Eddie Guerrero either has to tap and swallow his pride or have his neck broken. He taps, he taps, he taps. Eddie Guerrero tapped out. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner of the match, the Crippler. Eddie was not at the races tonight. No. Not at all. But a two and a half. Two and a half. It, it was, wasn't a bad match. To say Eddie wasn't at the races, right? It was still a great he match. He still delivered a, a pretty half decent match with Benoit, but this could have been exceptional. But I feel like any longer than it was, the crowd might start to shit, shit. on it. They were starting to sell it. They want violence. They want blood. I did love how JBL was applauding Benoit because of the Smackdown guy, though. Yeah. He was like, yeah, well done. Yeah, good lad. But one of us... said that on promise. When he shouts in it, because during the commentary, I always remember this is one of the pieces, he shouts, he's like, what are you doing wrestling on this? You're on Smackdown. You make good money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like a bit any longer, and because ECW faithful, they want violence. Yeah. They want violence. They had one, one or two chair shots. That was it. And speaking of violence, well, just before we get to this, Joel Gertner's again interviewing Bischoff and the cronies. He gets told to fuck off. Bischoff has get, a rant. Chucks his pint on. <laughs> yeah. um, our next match, violence times violence by a bit more violence added in and a lot of fucking chair shots. Carry the two violence. Yes. Multiply by a million. It is Mike Awesome versus Masato Tanaka. Now, these two are synonymous with hitting each other right hard with chairs. Right hard with, and putting each other through big powerbomb spots into tables. It was who could hurt each other more. I wasn't familiar with Masato Tanaka. I remember coming into this in 2005. Wasn't familiar with him. You saw his body. He had scars everywhere. You thought, this fucker's a big old cunt. And now Mike Awesome, as Joey Styles nicely filled in the Fatchy gaps for filler. everybody, yeah, he was a guy who was ECW champion, decided to, he was, wasn't in contract, but he was champion, decided to jump ship and join WCW. So they agreed to have Taz, who was WWE at the time, to fight Awesome, who was WCW, for the, for the ECW title, so he could get away from Awesome, because Awesome didn't give a fuck. And then, like I said, he went on to be the fat chick filler in WCW. Uh, but Joey Styles, I don't feel like he's a big fan of Mike Awesome. He kind of made it quite known at the start of this. Let me tell you about this Judas, Mike Awesome. And that's a perfect word. He's a Judas. First, let's give him his due. He's a tremendous wrestler, uh, a powerhouse. He's a, he's a All right, you know what? He took a $250 check up front and a $250,000 check up front and a million dollar contract to walk out of ECW and breach his contract as 
the champion, and the only reason he didn't throw down our belt on TV is because of a federal injunction. He's a piece of crap, he's a sellout, he's got no loyalty, he's a Judas, is what he is. And I hope Masato Tanaka takes his damned head off with the Dagon Ball. Uh, you know, it, it, Mike Olsen thought he traded up to a Ducey to Joey Styles didn't, though. Joey Styles was like, no, no, no. But the thing is, Mike Olsen was the man in ECW, and people mm. thought that him going to WCW was going to be the man. And I said, with a fat chick filler, who were a lackey to Lance Storm in Team Canada, he wasn't anything. Like, even then, when we come to WWE with the invasion, he kind of kicked things off a lot, didn't he? But it was the first title change yeah, when he, he won, the, won the hardcore, hardcore title. title. Yeah, so, but nothing ever materialised, and next thing you know, Mike Olsen was done. Do you know what I mean? He just wasn't very awesome, were he? Do you know what I mean, to be fair? Like, why they didn't have a Miz versus Mike Awesome feud before Mike Awesome died? Um, Who can take Awesome? Yeah. Awesome on a... Awesome on a Paul. Uh, so the match, grim. Fucking grim. Uh, awesome tosses Tanaka to the floor. Uh, suicide dive over the top rope. And Star says, I wish his head would have fucking been taken off. <laughs> um, charges in Tanaka with a backdrop. Then a chair shot to the head. Whip into the rail. Awesome with a boot and a clothesline, sends Tanaka down. We get a ringside table, sets it up off the floor. Tanaka charges at him. Uh, awesome takes advantage. Big running powerbomb off the apron through the table that was propped up on the floor. Yeah, they My were a bit too far back. God, Tanaka took that rough. The, the, it was a bit oh too far back on God. the apron. That was an awesome bomb. Um, in the ring, Awesome hits a top rope awesome splash that gets a two. Uh, powerbomb attempt, Tanaka fights out. Awesome ends up hitting a massive powerbomb, stiff as fuck. Uh, like horrible. Every, every shot that these two guys hit, they are yeah, stiff was, as fuck. It reality can. Yeah. Um, we get a chair duel, but Awesome misses. Tanaka misses. Awesome hits him hard three times, but Tanaka is still up and he's fucking going, get some more, you cunt. She's like, come on. I fucking love that shit, mate. Um, off the middle rope, uh, Tanaka hits a diamond dust and he sets up the steel chairs on the ground. Tornado DDT, DDT even on the chairs for a two. Uh, awesome on the ground, puts a chair onto his face and catches him with a chair shot to the face. <laughs> like, come on. Ow! It's gonna hurt. Of course it does. There's no way it can't hurt. Um, it. We get a, a top rope uh, chair shot from Awesome. Uh, we get the WWE guys in the balcony there laughing at the idiocracy of these guys. Uh, Styles jokes about Awesome's horrible fat chick thriller gimmick in WCW as Awesome brings the table inside. Goes for a suplex. Tanaka counters. Big tornado DDT through the table. Big spot. Oh, we got a two hours. Big spot. It's mad. That. It's mad how many spots on this only get twos. Um, awesome bomb by Mike Awesome off the top rope. Um, gets Tanaka. Uh, gets Awesome, sorry, another two count. Um, like the crowd are going nuts for this match. This is one of their best matches and mm. one of mine. It, there really is. It's phenomenal, the abuse these two are putting each other. This match could have ended five minutes. Like, they've got ten minutes out of it. It could have ended after five with the abuse they were giving each other. But these two are like, no, we want ten and we'll fucking smash each other. Um, it was it was a brutal match. Awesome. He sets the table up on the floor. Goes for another awesome bomb over the top, but Tanaka counters. But Awesome catches him, throws him over the top, through the table, and then dives through him on the through the middle rope for a pinfall on the floor. What? what a match. The crowd are going amazing. They're chanting this match rules. I, I agree. It went yeah. 9 minutes 52. I'm giving oh. this 4.5 oh. out of 5 mavens. That were fucking brutal.
wants a little more room to work with. What can the Dudleys be thinking? You know they've got to have their eye on the monitor thinking, this is their deal. Tables are their deal. The fans chanting this match rules. He was looking for the awesome ball. Over the top rope, through the floor. Tanaka saved himself, or did he? wrestling in 99 was synonymous for brutality and weapons and these two motherfuckers would just kick the living daylights out of each other without even thinking twice fucking loved it absolutely loved it i had a smile on my face when i watched it before i got a smile on my face now it's fucking fantastic fantastic Agreed. and speaking of fantastic up next well, we see first Styles and Foley thanking the fans for the support. Um, they talk about the success of the Rise and Fall DVD. And then we hear some music. And one creator of Extreme Championship Wrestling, Paul E. Dangerously, makes his way out with a tear in his eye and a massive chant and delivers an all-time unbelievable promo. I would... <laughs> Oh, I'm going to try and do his voice, but no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard... It's a hard... No. I'm not good with voices as it is. I want you to know I'm not crying. My eyes are red because I was just in the back smoking and joking with Van Damme. I have a need in my heart to thank Todd Gordon for giving me the chance to be creative and book for you crazy bastards. And I have a need to thank that man Ron Fern and his partner Charlie Brizzy for sticking with us and sitting in the TV studio and building that TV shield for you. You are the craziest bastards I have ever met in my life and I love each and every one of you. I was going to take the high road and just say thank you and leave, but I have something to say to you. You see, I've waited a long time to say this to you, Eric Bischoff, but in case you don't notice, it's not Paul Heyman with his tail between his legs going to a WCW pay-per-view. You're in our house, bitch. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hide your wives. It's Edge. <laughs> now, Edge, I know nobody with a written promo has the balls to say this to you, but I have two words for you. Matt, Matt freaking, freaking Hardy. Hardy. Which is three words, Paul. We want Matt. <laughs> we want Matt. We want Matt. Hashtag. Well, with that, I almost forgot about you. Mr. Shoot promo himself. Bounce checks, ECW went out of business. Hey, John. On a personal note from all of us, just to you, since you want to shoot, cowboy, 
The only reason you were WWE champion for a year. Because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. The only reason you were WWE champion for a year is because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Now, one more time for all time's sakes. Right there, so the whole world can see us. This ain't WCW. This ain't Monday Night Raw. This ain't SmackDown. This, this ain't, ain't even WWE. WWE. This, my friends, is E-C-Fucking-W. Fucking up there with one of my all-time all favourite promos. Because the passion, it was real. It weren't scripted, it was real. Paul Heyman was ECW, and I can guarantee... Uh, as much as it must have hurt all the wrestlers involved to be grafting your bollocks off and not getting paid, I bet it did hurt Paul Heyman that he weren't paying these guys because these guys stuck with him. Yeah. When he's recording fucking promos in his mum's garage and shit like that, do you know what I mean? A lot of these guys, your Tommy Dreamers, your Rob Van Dams, your Sandmans, do you know what I mean? The Dudley Boys, they stuck with him knowing that this could be something special, and it was. It was. These guys became multimillionaires because of Paul Heyman. And you don't. Uh, we've not had a WCW pay-per-view. No, no. New Blood Rising and shit like that, no. Like I said, but you could... Could you do a WCW nostalgia pay-per-view without Luger, Flair? Well, yeah, you've got Flair. Hogan, Booker. Nash, Hall. Do you know what I mean? Steiner. It's There's a lot that you wouldn't have access to or yeah. you've used already and been... It's, it's too late. Yeah, it's now. far too late now far too late now but it's perfect time for ECW anytime like when even when TNA did their fucking extreme rising EV 2.0 stable shit yeah that still it's had its pop values even though it was rate, that, ex, rate blue. that extreme company yeah, yeah everything was rate blue um, but it were yeah they could ECW, the extreme company from Philadelphia like they did a, they did a, not long ago didn't they only a couple of weeks ago they did an extreme convention and all those that were still with us were there mm. and they, obviously they're all a bit old now to be wrestling and stuff like that but 2005 I think we're four years removed from the last ECW show it's the perfect time to have a reunion show and it proved it it was fucking brilliant but they we're not over yet because it's time for your main event it is Devon ba 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 Bubba Ray the Dudley Boys going up against Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman now we spoke about this at the start right it ruins it it, it fucking does. ruins it, right? I don't understand why. The fact that the crowd had dug over. They should have had him coming out on the balcony like he did to the shitty dubby music and then have it cut to another point and maybe Devon uh, shouting up to the balcony and then have him in the ring. They could have chopped yeah. and edited it. It just looks silly how the crowd is singing along to Enter Sandman and the it, music the, is not. You can't hear him singing yeah, either. It's weird. Because it's yeah. dubbed over with just yeah. cheers. It's, it's odd. It's very, very odd. Um, but no, the original version, for those that have seen it or if you haven't, it's on the internet. Um, Enter Sandman by Metallica plays. The whole crowd sing along word for word for word. That crowd helped me. That paper, This paper alone helped me learn the lyrics to that song. <laughs> <laughs> Business and the love for what it meant to be an ECW wrestler. 
actually singing the song. They were fantastic. Sandman, he ate it up. You had that one guy who, when Sandman was on the balcony, was smashing his own head with a cane. People <laughs> were loving it, absolutely loving it. And then he joins Tommy Dream at ringside, and they're, they're kissing fucking, uh, was it, no, is it, was it Francine? Was no, it no. Francine? It was somebody, some diva. Uh, they started kissing her. It was, oh, it was fucking brilliant. No, uh, about the tits. But then, before the match even starts, we get an invasion. Invasion of the b -b -b Blue World Order as Stevie, Big Stevie Cole, the Blue Meanie, and Nova come out. Uh, BWO chants. Uh, Riches has three simple words for you we're taking over, and with a big Stevie kick onto Tommy Dreamer. Uh, and then the Dudley boys beat on him until Kid Cash runs out, and then they fucking just fuck him off straight away. <laughs> um, Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney come out, they brought them with the BWO as the crowd do their usual chants, chanting for ball balls every time he throws a punch. Uh, chair to Nova in the back, and then the head. The Dudleys take care of Rotten and Mahoney, everybody's fighting in the aisle as Kid Cash does his spot, he runs the ropes and leaps off, lands on everybody, fucking men everywhere. Um, I loved how they did do a little cameo spot for all the little mid-carders yeah. and like at the end all roadkill and everybody comes out um, but I do like how standard ECW though. yeah how, but I do like how Vince saw that and thought we'd need to find a spot of getting everybody a little everyone payday everyone needs a payday everyone a little payday you've got to think that was probably Heyman and Dreamer and RBD's idea well, to call out to Tony and Marmaluke and players like that to get them that's why we had so many managers in triple threat oh yeah um, so the match itself then so the bell finally rings it's the Dudley Boys versus Sandman and Tommy Dreamer I don't feel like we're going to see much technical wrestling in this one no no it's going to be weapon weapon weapons yeah um, like, I loved it from the end of the entrances to the start of the match it took about 15 minutes <laughs> to fucking ages um, Sandman just stood around just necking beers after beers after beers um, Dreamer he decks Bubba as Demon fights with Sandman on the floor uh, Bubba with a cookie sheet to the head uh, Dreamer should, uh, should Dreamer should have kept his office job said Styles <laughs> stayed in retirement we get a cheese grater to the face by Bubba oh, he's fucking brilliant cut Rips. him open fucking massively the hard definitely ugh, the hard way ugh sick uh, sent on by Bubba misses because Bubba never hits the sent on um, we get the reverse 3D onto Dreamer um, Dreamer with the ladder on his shoulders and he spins around, drills the Dudleys with it and now Dreamer picks up the cheese grater and he cuts open Bubba that way as well fucking ow um, Sandman, he hits a drop toad onto Devon, onto a bin uh, gets him a two count uh, Foley goes, I don't mean to laugh but I fucking love this shit <laughs> Foley's loving it loving life right now he's, having, he's just having a good time yeah, it's his violence, <laughs> Foley loves his violence uh, Dreamer cracks Bubba on the floor with uh, another cookie sheet. Uh, Sandman sets up Devon under the ladder and it's a rolling sent on off the top, which has got to hurt everybody involved. Um, stiff chair shot by Bubba to the Sandman's head and a massive hole of shit channel. But Sandman was that pissed, he was like, I'll do it, do it again. Do it again. I'm fucking not bothered. Uh, Devon hits Bubba with the cane though by accident and then Sandman with a cane assisted leg sweep. One of his favourite right, moves, moves, that. Yeah, one of his favourite moves. Um, double figure four by Seaman at Dreamer and Sandman. Better than Miz. Yeah, and uh, it was brilliant because fucking Joey Styles like, can you believe it, Mick? In this match, we're seeing wrestling holes <laughs> in a wrestling match. Can you believe it? 
You wouldn't expect it. But then all of a sudden here comes Landstorm and just incredible. Uh, Credible's got a barbed wire and it's a that's incredible tombstone pile driver onto the barbed wire. And here comes Francine and she kicks Tommy Dreamer right in the bollocks. But then here comes Mrs. Tommy Dreamer, Beulah McGillicuddy. Jay gets his paycheck. That's it, double money. Um, cat fight, classic, uh, impact players go to double team, but Beulah kicks Credible low and Dreamer gives her a big hug. Massive pop, huge pop. They both hit uh, DDTs, um, each of them getting a Dudley, although Bubba he did drop a little bit early on, or Bueller dropped a little bit late yeah. on her DVD. It wasn't DVD, DVD even. It wasn't ideal. Uh, Bubba with a kendo stick to the heads of his opponents, another one to Dreamer. Bubba then goes and gets his own table. Devon with a powerbomb on Sandman through a table. Uh, Dreamer cleans house with sticks. Devon whips him into the ropes, they hit the 3D, but no cover. Bubba goes to get a table, he signals to the back, and here comes fucking LSD, LSD. himself. Little spy comes out, lighter fluid, matches, woof, table goes up, woof, Dreamer goes through it by Bubba. One, two, three, and the Dudleys, after ten minutes, get the victory. I was surprised the Dudleys won. I thought... I thought Dreamer and Sandman would win. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because Dreamer's Mr. ECW, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Him and Sandman. Are the bigger stars? Yeah. The WWE absolutely. is that Vince's. It's like okay, Storm can go for Jericho. Yeah, Dudley's are winning. Yeah, come on now, it's not. It's not fucking go too far. Um, but then after the match, it's party time. Stone Cold comes out. Obviously, ECW guy. Um, he's in the ring. Someone wants a beer. <laughs> Someone's desperate for a beer. He brings out all the roster. We get fucking <laughs> roadkill. We get fucking. Who did you notice that was out there? Johnny Swinger. Johnny Swinger, yeah. FBI, Blue Beanie, everyone's out. All these CW guys, they're all out. Um, and then Austin's like, right then, Crusaders, bring it. And he's like, actually, if you're not going to come down, I'll count to 10. And if you don't come, I'm coming for you. So there's 20 guys up there, maybe 15 guys up there, collectively, shit scared of Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
because yeah. Stone Cold gets to about four in his countdown and they all start coming down. And then the fight is on. And it's that famous spot where Blue Meanie slagged off JBL many, many moons ago. Yeah, you, if you watch forgot. closely, JBL gets himself in a position. Yes. And then JBL pounds and pounds and pounds on Blue Meanie to a point where he's busted open the hard way. Um, everyone gets start scrapping to the point where ECW would get the advantage. Austin's directing traffic. He asks Chris Benoit to do a flying headbutt and then he says the line of kill that son of a bitch. Benoit is there, but he calls for a 619 from Mysterio that gets booze because it's WWE. WWE uh, yeah, and then they kick the fuck out of Eric Bischoff. Mick Foley brought, brought Eric Bischoff down, sorry. Kick the fuck out of him. And the show goes off the air with everyone having a beer, everyone happy, and Joey Styles saying fucking thank you. Resurrection continues. Edge, and you know, technically it wasn't Matt Hardy he screwed. Here come the SmackDown Crusaders. Round of applause to all the WWE superstars. The interpromotional battle is lined up. The line has clearly been drawn. ECW versus Raw and SmackDown. What's going on here? Yeah, thanks for the invitation, Mitch. Well, now you're going to see some ass kicking. Now you're going to see some violence. Taz, oh, you will see some ass kicking because Taz has arrived. And that's Taz with one C. Old school Taz. F-T-W-F the world. Yeah, well, you got some new school raw and some new school SmackDown in the ring. So watch this. Living in the past. Fish on the city. By the way, you were the worst goddamn play-by-play man I ever heard. And if you didn't run that company, you'd never get a freaking headset. That's Taz. Old school Taz. I've got Taz and Angle. Here we go. Taz versus Angle. Kool-Aid drinking, 
pieces of garbage that work part-time in the Are back you done? restaurant and still living in Paris. In case you haven't noticed, you just lost the fight to a bunch of out-of-shape wrestlers. You want to watch bodybuilders wrestle, go tune in to Monday night. I'm going to come over there and knock the hell out of you. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. You want to do it because you couldn't buy me out because I didn't answer your eight phone calls. I'm going to sell you a dinner. just got their asses whipped. Well, that's how you see it. Well, what do you see? Talk about Kool-Aid, what are you drinking? Look like your boys just got your ass whooped. I'm fixing to start dishing out some damn beers around here. Where's your damn beers at? No, 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 just hold on a goddamn minute. This is a joke. I think you got everybody's ass whooped, but I think there's a little mealy mouth some bitch right there in the back. Mick Foley, you being the hardcore legend that you are, would you see fit to grab that Eric Bischoff up by the scruff of his neck and escort him to the ring? You no, mean, no, he's, you just, mean like, he's just kidding. Like this? No, 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 no. I appreciate your help and consideration. Christmas came early this year. Eric Bischoff is getting dragged to the ring. And his crusaders aren't even stopping to help him. Bring him down, Mick. The anti-ECW crusaders are retreating into the locker room. Bring him to the ring. With their color-coordinated jerseys looking like a softball team. My coach. Coach, what is for his life? Oh, what moves? Bischoff is being brought to the gallows by Mick Foley. And there is nowhere for Eric Bischoff to run. This is the moment that every ECW fan has been fantasizing about. Bischoff all alone, without hired help, without Ted Turner's billionaire stand checkbook. Up, stand up, stand up, you son bitch, get up, get up. Dudley's, help me out with the 3D. Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit, give me a flying headbutt, please. Kill this son of a bitch! Benoit just did the piss off when he did the hey, WCW World Title. You got a 619 left up in you. 619. He mistreated you too, Ray Ray. This is Austin calling Eric. 
I thought maybe I would take this time to conduct a post-show interview. Your thoughts on the evening. ECW! Sorry, son of a bitch, up. Moving back that way. Would you please hold this son of a bitch, Ray? Let's drink some goddamn beer! What did you make then overall? ECW one night reunion. So, so three and a half million for the last match. Yes. For the show. Four and a half. For the show. Because it was a nostalgia show. Don't ask me how I got here because I've got everything at a three and a half and then one a four and a half. Main event again at four. Overall, don't ask me how I got here. Six and a half mavens. Oh, yep. If Melser can, I can as well. Well, I'm Dave as much as he's Dave. Right, in, um, in that case... Six and a half mavens. But what did we get Firefly for now? 50 million and one? Yeah. I'd give this. Legit. But 50 million and two mavens. This is best show we've ever watched. Yes, agreed. Best show. We've watched Mania's, watched some good Mania's. This is best show we've ever watched. This, for me... For the it hardcore wrestling perfect. fan that I am, for me, brilliant, fantastic show. It was one of them that I remember enjoying back in 2005, and I enjoyed it just as much when I watched it last week. Fantastic, brilliant. Bring on the next one. I can't believe we're going to have to watch Vengeance and the Great American Bash. <laughs> I want ECW now. The, the other hell of this all much look forward to. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Love it. I'm all yeah. I Evolve. love it all. I love it all. But yeah, that was Extreme Rules. One night only. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. One of my favourite shows, like I said, we've watched, yeah. if not the best. It's, it's one of my favourite shows as well. So, as always, Mike, I want to know, what was your match of the night, worst match of the night, and if One Night Stand was a superstar of WWE, Ruthless Aggression era, who would it be? Worst match, Eddie Benoit. Yes. Agreed. Best match, or seg well, I say segment. Yeah. That last segment with the brawl. Oh, I enjoyed the brawl. I enjoyed the brawl. I'd say worst. Especially with Taz coming if out. If we're using segments as the worst segment, I'd go with both of the interviews with Nick Brace Boy. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be my worst segment. Stop focusing on the duty yeah. guys. Match of the night. So it's, I think it's a close call between Awesome... There's no need for focusing on them. No. Um, awesome and Tanaka and the triple threat. The three-way dance. I thought it was fantastic. But all, overall, the show, there wasn't really anything that really offended me. Benoit and Guerrero, as much as Guerrero wasn't at the races, it was still a solid yeah. three out of five match. It was, imagine how much better it would have been if Eddie had been... Exactly. exactly. It could have been out there. Out Brilliant. But overall... Fantastic paper. If you've never watched it, go out there and find it. It's on the network. Um, or, like I said, if you can source the DVD, even better because you get JBL's commentary, which is fucking utter amazing. On that note, Michael, if 
people don't, where can they find us on all forms of social media? Yes, we are on all forms of social media. That's at our era podcast. And if you want, you can also check us out on Patreon, where you can find the Hunter games and other optional extras uh, that we just record when we feel like it. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you like what you hear, you can support us on Patreon. On that note, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy until the voyage to Vengeance 2005. Peace out, people.